0: What's up, everybody? We're back here live on G Radio. This is Newswired. I'm your host, Free, and I'm joined here with my co host, B.
1: What up, everybody?
0: We're back after a few weeks hiatus. We're stoked to be back here. Uh, We're going to be talking a few stories today. We're going to talk about some local news uh, and politics, namely uh, the joining of the Wild Rose Party and the Conservative Party, or the Progressive Conservative Party of Alberta, into the United Conservative Party. The, and the effects that it's going to have on Alberta and Canada as a whole. B, how have you been doing so far yeah, this summer, man?
1: Awesome. Haven't been home much, but I was down in the States for a week and a half and then was up at Astral Harvest for a week and a half, so I'm just getting into my, my summer break, so I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Loving it.
0: Well, like you said, we're definitely in the middle of uh, music festival season. We both got back from Astral Harvest last week. Uh, always a great time. Love that festival. Uh, I th- I'd say the best one in Alberta, in my opinion. Uh, second, maybe. (laughs) I don't
1: think... Yeah, I don't think there's anything close to it in Alberta, really. Uh, I I mean, Motion Ocean used to be in Alberta, but now it's not, so... Yeah. There's really nothing that uh, compares. Maybe... uh, some of the some of the inner city festivals like Calgary and Edmonton just just for numbers alone. Yeah. well, I did go Maybe. to
0: uh, North Country Fair, the other biggest music festival yeah, in Alberta. Definitely, uh, it was on its 39th year, which was crazy. I gotta say that one's kind of a little bit more authentically hippie, if that makes sense. Like there's <laughs> lots of families, lots of kids. Although, you All know what? I think,
1: like um, what's the Big Valley Jamboree? I bet you that's pretty big. Yeah, oh, definitely. same as, <laughs> uh, definitely big. Same yeah. as the the Calgary one with the Stampede. That's what it's called. Yeah. I bet you that one's pretty big, too, in terms oh, of yeah. numbers. If you consider
0: that a festival, though, I don't know.
1: Yeah, if I think, know. think you could still consider it a festival, because Edmonton's called the City of Festivals, because we have so many festivals, right? Yeah. So right. I think it
0: i guess when i think of music festivals it's always like outside summer yeah kind of thing like that
1: i think though that festivals can be anytime people get together because when you think of the traditional meaning of festivals is like like if you think of like Holi and in, in india where they throw paint the colored paint at each other or like the bowl run in spain like those are in, in the city yeah you know? definitely until like the 60s we didn't really get festivals that were out of the city
0: really i always figure yeah, like festivals you know an old school thing like for example Zion Noise which we were at just a couple of months ago which is uh, 700 years old yeah it's on a Métis crossing where uh Metis used to ford the river in like chuck guess, wagons and stuff
1: yeah. i guess yeah you could say that um their sun dances yeah. and that kind of thing would be con- like they ca- they call it, uh they call the festival our festivals they call it a white man's powwow yeah like I've talked to a few guys that that are that live around the North Country Fairgrounds, and they are they always roll through in their truck, like yeah. all of them in the back.
0: Especially because it's on native land too. It's up in Drift. Oh, uh, it's just down off by, native land. Yeah, down by. I don't. I don't know if you
1: knew that. I I just uh, found that out last year or so. Yeah, no doubt. They're it's, like uh, if you w- if you drive off the the grounds, uh, there's actually a sign that says "Now entering Drift Pile First Nation" as you drive yeah. away from Astral Harvest. Those crazy crazy North white country. men
0: in their festivals, hey.
1: Crazy kids.
0: Uh, All right, let's get started here. Slash old people. Yeah, slash everybody. Uh, Let's get going on the news front here. Obviously, in Alberta, where we're going to start, the big political news and the big cultural news is the joining of the Wild Rose Party with the Progressive Conservative Party of Alberta.
1: UCP. UCP. I bet you some first-grade kids could think of a joke with that name.
0: Yeah. Uh, The thing I'll point out is Progressive dropped from the name.
1: Yeah, they're definitely no longer progressive, that's for sure.
0: That was my favorite part of the Progressive Conservatives. I
1: think that was... I don't know if I have a favorite part of the Progressive Conservatives, but if there was, it would be when they lost.
0: Yeah. Well, I like the Progressive part of them, even though they don't seem very progressive these days anyway. uh, The shocking part of the election is um, both the Wild Rose Party and the Progressive Conservatives, they both voted, and both of them came out with over 95% 95%, in favor eh? of joining into one party. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's huge. I mean... Yeah, I mean, if you believe that Putin has the same kind of voting rate that, yeah. you know, that's They always pretty, say to be
0: really suspicious, the ones that are way in favor or really yeah. even.
1: Yeah, and also there was, there was some voter fraud that got thrown in that with that. It's not a long story, but um, there was, I guess, certain, certain people were getting multiple um, codes in which they could vote online, and some people didn't get any. Mm-hmm. And so there's, um, there was some suspect within the party that there's some tampering going on but as soon as they got the yes vote there was there's been no talk about it well the thing is i that think they I'll got what they wanted they're like oh they got the yes vote it's obviously like the they, they call
0: this a referendum but it's not in the same sense uh, you pretty much had to be a registered member of either the wild rose or the did you hear the rhetoric
1: they were saying beforehand they were like oh the wild rose or the are the the ndps they're buying conservative um, memberships so they can vote no so they're like, they're throwing that out there just in, case, just in case you yeah. voted no. And then they could be like, well, actually the NDP changed the vote and it was it was a voter fraud. But instead they, so it's the same as Trump. Trump calls voter fraud on Clinton. But in fact, he was the one that was really doing It's called fraud. projecting. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what's going on right now.
0: Yeah. Well, only 55, 50%, 7% of registered Wild Rose or Progressive Conservative Party members voted in the election, uh, which still seems a lot. I mean, given that it's 95%, it seems they would have won anyway. And it was
1: online, too. Yeah. So,
0: But the thing that I will point out is that uh, there's like 25,000 votes total. And when you think of it, like, this is something that will affect the entire province, and only the registered members of those parties even voted on it. So if we really didn't want to see it, we all should have voted or registered as one of those parties and voted against it. You have to pay
1: it. to get into them. Oh, that's
0: so anti-democratic. And that's How can totally
1: that going to get go right into Brian Jean or Jason Kenney's pocket. That Spock is so it?
0: undemocratic. Like... This is essentially the de facto leadership of Alberta, and I, I remember back in the a, a few episodes ago we talked about this, and I predicted that Jason Kenny, um, and his Unite the Right mentality would win, or would definitely get him to at least uh, the, the probably the leadership of the party.
1: They've unified, which is like, yeah, the they still first kind of hate each other, but do really they hate
0: the NDP more? Well, I'd, I'd say yes. So the leadership vote for the United Conservative Party is on October twenty eighth. And as I was kind of alluding to, if you're a politically inclined person, you should register for one of those parties and vote for their leadership because there's a very good chance that they're going to be the, the governing body of Alberta very soon. When's the election? Next year?
1: Yeah, I think so. 2018. Yeah.
0: Like, the NDP, I hope they take a lot... All the... You know the corporate finance rules out of the out of out of it because I think that the NDP only won because the right was split between the conservatives. I think we we'll I
1: think the longer it takes the, that election to come, the worse it's going to be for the conservatives because right now they're riding on a big high of like everybody's like, yeah, let's take down the NDP, but like, let's see when the when the crazy right wing of that party starts acting up. How fast the progressives in the in that conservative party are going to jump ship?
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, that like it's very as we've noticed, there's no policy out yet. Like it's just we're not the NDP and we're going to win. We're better than you. Blah blah. Very much like the. We're going to cut
1: everything. Yeah. We're going to cut spending. We're going to bring jobs back. We're going to balance the budget. Balance That's the budget. Brian That's Jean a good Jean one. Said, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, we're going to bring back jobs. Uh, we're going to privatize all that stuff. But they don't have any policy out, so. People are just—they're going to bank on people just voting for them because they represent the right wing. Same with like the Republicans and Democrats in the United States. i am curious to see where that happens, but it probably won't be until after the leadership race, which is a little bit unfortunate. Um, I like—if uh, you remember back when Red Redford was running for premier of Alberta, they had the Conservative Party leadership race as well, and ten thousand people voted in it, and she got elected. And when you think about that. Like that's the essentially like the de facto leader of Alberta Yeah, and 10,000 people voted in
1: it. To be honest, it's like, well, who are you going to pick between like Alison Redford or or like everybody that used to be in Klein's government? So it was like, there wasn't anybody, there's never anybody running within the conservative party that's like actually going to get the votes to win. Even if you tamper with the election and you get a bunch of people that aren't necessarily conservatives to vote in their party.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. I guess we're kind of along. Which I don't think way. is
1: necessarily fair. I think that like, I would be kind of up in arms if um, the conservatives influenced the NDP party, you know, by by invading them with votes, fake votes that don't really matter.
0: Uh, maybe this will be a, a new birth for the Liberal Party, guys. You got people leaving both parties to join them.
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think there will be a new party created, but I don't think the, I don't think the Liberal name in Alberta will ever re- resuscitate after. Yeah. After the Lougheed. um, Maybe people
0: are warming up to Trudeau again. I don't know.
1: I don't think so. I think Alberta in general is in this like, I don't know, maybe. It's hard to gauge, but I think that people in Alberta are generally leaning back right. I don't think we'll see another NDP government. Do you
0: think this new party will be drifting more towards the left or more towards the right?
1: I think they're going to have to meet in the middle. I of think so the too. Right. So, so the conservative gonna be, party
0: are going to be more right wing.
1: I think that there's going to be well, people that break out of the party because they're not far far enough right wing, which there already is. There's yeah. a blue party I, being I, created sure, yeah. um, by separatists within the, the Wild Rose the, party. That's the problem in and Alberta then politics. Like, and then there's much... progressives within that same party that are going to. There's already guys that have jumped ship. I was trying to find the news article I'd read earlier to bring in, but um, there's already a couple that have jumped ship that have. Publicly left the party and and said that they're going to be um, either running as independents. I think is what they're saying they're going to do.
0: Well, the problem is, is like I'm sure there's a lot of people that would be up for leaving the Conservatives, but to jump ship to uh, the NDP, who they hate so much, is kind of a reach. So I yeah, I, I think like, they'll
1: run as independents rather. But I mean, the NDP does guarantee funding, and there have been people that have dropped out and jumped on the NDP before. Yeah, because the NDP like in that, Alberta you know, isn't necessarily left wing. They don't have to be. I mean, they're socially left wing, but I mean, as if she's, um, you know, implementing huge new taxes, like, have you noticed the carbon tax? I haven't at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think any of us have noticed that within the economy.
0: Yeah, but we're not working directly in that field. I can't really say.
1: Uh, I on, my, on home heating and all the things that they said that was going to happen, like that, that your car rates were going to stagger and the gas prices were going to go up and the gas prices are like... Oh, it's cheap as they've ever been. Like yeah, since the crash,
0: I haven't been sweating it too
1: much. I'll say that. Um, I think the crash hurt everybody in those industries, and they can blame it on the carbon tax. But even if they take away the carbon tax, it's not going to make those people's jobs come back.
0: I guess you can't know. I mean, maybe especially it would. with
1: mechanized with AI, we can talk about that later. Though
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, a couple interesting notes on the Progressive Conservative Party. Uh, it was created in 1905, the same year Alberta was created. It's been around for 112 years. It's now dead. The longest political party in Alberta. Uh, it, it also had a 44-year-long dynasty, which just ended recently in 2015 with the rise of the NDP. It's going to be a two-party kind of showdown at the uh, the election this year. It's going to be really interesting. And it's going to be, we'll gonna see be if heated. We'll see that. if
1: it's a two-party
0: yeah, maybe it could be a third one. Maybe the end. Oh yeah, here's a point. There's it's 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 voted on a ranked ballot. So oh wait, no, that's the leadership. The leadership yeah. is on a ranked ballot. So yeah, speaking, it's between Kenny and um, Michael Jean. Is that his name? Michael Brian K- Jean. Brian Jean. Sorry. <coughs> and um, apparently, because one's the leader of the Wild Rose, one's the leader of the Conservative Party, and they kind of hate each other, so their voters will all vote for them one, and the other guy third, which kind of makes that other guy Jeremy Ron. Rah- What's his name?
1: Uh, the racist guy, you said? Oh, that's Derek Fildebrandt. Yeah, Derek Fildebrandt. Is, so is he actually everyone, in third? No, 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 no but he
0: is not third. But if everyone votes him as the second vote, he could become the the leader even though nobody votes for him for first.
1: Dude, that would be just them shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, we'll get I don't into. know enough about the dudes. So uh, I can't speak I've got a little bit of a background on him. So even though Alberta's economy is poised to lead the country in growth this year, I mean, our GDP is is has always been stronger than the rest of Canada um, the province risks getting mired in deficit and debt. Um, the Conference Board of Canada uh, recently said that even though the tax revenues are helping Alberta's deficit, we're shrinking it from ten billion last year to six point eight billion projected for two thousand nineteen to two thousand twenty. That specific research board also advised that um, spending in in Alberta had to uh, change. Uh, And also, um, revenue sources had to change. Uh, And the biggest revenue sources that we've been drawing on is oil. And so, I mean, the biggest uh, suggestion was to move away from oil. Uh, Another one was to freeze public spending, especially in our healthcare industry. And when we think about that, that's actually a result of aging baby boomers. Our healthcare is largely being spent uh, in Alberta by baby boomers who are getting old and, and they need way more costs than any of any younger people do and so there that con- that specific board which is a a conservative um kind of research council suggested that so joe sechi i think that's how you say his name joe Sessi? uh cc C- cc the I ndp i think he's the finance minister yeah he is <laughs> sorry i shouldn't have said it as a question uh, <laughs> he says, our approach this is, is working and many forecasters, including the conference board of Canada are forecasting that Alberta will lead the country in GDP growth this year. We are seeing many positive signs of economic recovery. Manufacturing is up. Exports are up and employment is up. He said the global collapse in the price of oil has had and continues to have a significant impact on the province's bottom line. However, we have a strong balance sheet with a significant tax advantage and the lowest debt to GDP ratio in Canada. He says the province plans to bring the deficit gradually down by keeping spending growth less than the population growth plus inflation and budget prudently, quote unquote. However, we have the highest spending on health care per person amongst all the provinces. So they suggest bringing down the amount that we are spending in, uh, in Alberta on health care.
0: I wonder if that's going to be in the form of a health care fee that they got over in B.C.?
1: Well I mean another uh, advisement by that same council was that Alberta implements sales tax which is something that we don't have we have the lowest tax rate which makes us um, competitive but um, when we're not getting the revenues that we used to get from oil and it's just not coming back that's not a I don't think it's a reality anymore
0: yeah but G- uh, T- GST is a tax on the poor and that's the problem you shouldn't be taxing the poor you should be taxing the rich
1: well I mean even rich even companies have to pay that. Yeah, but,
0: I mean, like, on the individual level, it's all going to, you know, it's all spending taxes, all people buying stuff.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think we'd have to look at an actual breakdown of that before I, I would argue about it, because I don't really know as, um, enough about taxation, mm-hmm. but that specific council, which is a conservative, like, it's like a, not a right-wing kind of group, yeah. um, so did suggest that it's not so easy to just say, oh, okay, well, we'll reduce taxes here and... It'll just rebound, like especially when we're talking about global marketplaces and stuff. How yeah. do those taxes, especially the carbon tax, how does that affect? So um, when we talk about the other guys, I'll talk about them in a bit. The the other guys, you know, what what are their plans for the future? And their plans are to cut spending and to, to get rid of the carbon tax. But what is that actually going to do to Albert on the global scale? Is, is the U.S. I mean, the U.S. under Trump is going to sign pipelines, But we've now signed into Chinese pipelines It's a different story.
0: I wonder if the conserv the UPC is gonna be go all uh, UCP.
1: U C P It's way funnier. It's all <laughs> like UPC is like uh, it's a UPC symbol, but like UCP. Ah, <laughs> it's like just pretty it. funny. I just got that. I think it's pretty funny. Um
0: I wonder if they're gonna fight the pipelines that Notley signed just because it's an NDP communist scam.
1: Oh no, they'll just say that they were signed in oh the the former it was their idea. yeah, the conservatives idea, had yeah. brought the idea in and Notley just got it done. Yeah, right, cool. It was gonna happen That's anyways. definitely
0: on their platform. As well. So
1: uh, my next point is conservatives, will they even win? Does this cons- combined conservative party represent a chance of winning? To do to understand that, we have to look at a history of uh, different unifications of the right. So um, in brief, the PC uh, party in the federal level of politics um, was prevalent during the 80s, 90s. Um, and during the 80s and 90s, also there was another party called the Reform Party. And the Reform Party was formed as a fracture, a right wing kind of fracture off the PC party, um, because the PCs represent progressives. So that means they're socially uh, liberal, but f- uh, fiscally or economically conservative. And the alliance was, which is uh, what the Reform Party morphed into, was extremely socially conservative and extremely socially or sorry, fiscally conservative. So they're big, as we say, big C conservative. And so they realized in the late nineties that they needed to unify to defeat Chrétien's liberals. They were never going to win, especially after 1993 and they will suffer huge losses. And so in 2000, um, they received 38% of the vote. If you add both parties together. And in 2004, when the next election happened, um, they got 30% of the vote as the merged party and the liberals still won. And so what we're looking at is a drop. Oh, it's 820. Me and Jeff were talking about this earlier. Um, they, they lost 824,000 votes. And so, uh, I mean, there had to have been an exchange. Either people stayed home and didn't feel like voting for this new Conservative Party, this unified one, or they voted for the Liberals. And a post-election survey by Polera found that while 88% of people uh, who voted for the Canadian Alliance in 2000 had cast a vote for Conservatives in 2004, just 68% of PCs did. And so that means a tenth of PCs voted for the Liberals. And that means or another 10th did not vote. So that means that um, in this next election, what we might see is uh, that the progressive part of the PCs were not willing to move further right to the tune of these alliance, you know, Western hillbillies and preferred the liberals, which is a center moderate kind of party. Um, and so now we all know that the Liberals had their problems, which is why the Conservatives were a healthy choice in 2006. The Liberals were mild, mired in scandal. They had these uh, uh, sponsorship scandals going on. It was at the end of like a 13-year um, reign. And so it's is it quite, quite a long mega time. Mega corrupt. And mega corrupt over that time. And, that's, and, they, and they didn't really lose to the Conservatives. They like lost themselves. They shot. They pulled a Democratic in the Democratic
0: Party uh, in the U.S. They totally they screwed themselves And, over. and the
1: Conservatives uh, in 2006, I was in Ottawa. I remember Harper and uh singing the right tune. They were going to limit the Senate, which they never did. They actually elected more senators than were ever elected or um, appointed, um, as well as they promised a more responsible, moderate, uh, open, transparent, quote-unquote government and it never came and instead they became more corrupt and less transparent um and that was the last conservative you know unification um what this shows is that the possibility that these hillbilly heterophobic racist nut jobs in the wild rose might push the centrist voters that live in urban calgary or in one of the larger uh, small cities like medicine hat camrose red deer or even like the northwest like grand prairie which did go to the uh, NDP in the last election, and those people, same people were scared off by that. Remember, there was that one racist um, preacher that that was like a radio new talk show host or whatever, and he said something about like they're gonna burn in hellfire speaking about LGBTQ people. Yeah, and and that was what cost the Wild Rose the election. I remember they yeah. they were tied, they were in it they with really NDP, and, and then suddenly and guy. suddenly it was just like. How can a centrist voter vote for that that's living in one of these urban centers? They're like they know somebody who's gay or they, they, you know, they work with somebody who's gay. And so they're like they know what that, you know, personally affects them.
0: Well, that's just like they know that their supporters feel that way, but they don't want to officially say it. So they have to, you know, distance themselves a little bit, a little bit, even though they're kind of like, well, I think I think by and
1: large, people do support LGBTQ. People, especially in urban centers, because there's such a concentration. You got to remember that
0: on this political spectrum, like the Wild Rose, who they're after is center right to way right. But, so but now it's guys. not
1: Wild Rose. Now it's the UCP. Right. And but they at the don't, time, they aren't. When just, that happened, oh, he's, yeah, like, yeah, you're he's right. like,
0: oh, yeah, we don't officially think that. But well, yeah,
1: you know. I don't know. Brian <laughs> Jean Brian Jean does try. He does try to make himself sound like a moderate. And he does do. I well, think they, Brian they Jean. Were, they Jean realized anybody, that they were too insane. Does a nobody pretty, does a pretty good it. job of um, bringing people together. I think if he, again, I say, if he was the leader of the UCP, I could see him winning. And I, I don't think it would be that bad of a government. I think he shows that he can work with opposition. Um, He's able to to work like he shows that with this wild rose party. Like he's like pretty moderate of a guy compared to the extremes within his party.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like because he runs a fringe party and he's got those extremes, he has to be as much moderate. Like their leadership has to be as moderate as possible, just to try to blanket over into the conservative. Let's talk now
1: about of the spectrum your new conservative leaders, Derek Fildebrandt. He recently tweeted racist, in brackets noun. Someone winning an argument with a liberal or socialist. End quote. Man. He was suspended recently from the Wild Rose Caucus. So specifically, he was suspended from the Wild Rose Caucus for outrage. When someone commented, so this is pretty hard to do. Like from the NDP, you could see that really easily. From the Conservatives, maybe harder. Getting suspended for saying uh, offensive things in a Wild Rose Caucus is big. So... Uh, He, somebody posted on his Facebook page congratulating the MLA on telling the truth about, so he recently uh, um, chastised openly uh, Miss Wynne from Ontario, the Premier, um, for her job ruling the the province. Now, many criticized the move because he... Um, he was trying to represent, like, they said that premiers should try to work together. He, Derek Filderbrand, shouldn't be on there on the world stage, or at least on the national stage, telling a premier what and how and why she should rule, you know, govern her province. Anyway, so, uh, this guy congratulates the MLA, saying, Mr. Wynn, or whatever the hell she identifies as, referring, of course, to Ontario Premier Kathleen Wynn, who is openly gay. In a reply to the post, uh, writes... Proud to have constituents like you exclamation point
0: so this this tweet that you're uh, referring to was that Derek fielddebrand's himself tweet?
1: He replied to that person saying, proud to have constituents like you mm, okay. after they said after they said or the uh, uh Mr. Wynn or whatever the hell who uh, said
0: the original tweet?
1: uh just some guy just some guy Yeah. and he just so he was suspended from the caucus for doing that for for a while uh on Tuesday, I think it was last Tuesday. Former Wildrose finance critic Derek Fildebrandt accused University of Alberta assistant professor Christopher Wells, faculty director of the Institute for Sexual Minority Studies and Services, of using LGBTQ people as pawns. Fildebrandt also told Wells, who has, Wells has received over 60 awards for his research and community service and founded several public education initiatives on LGBTQ issues. Fildebrandt says, quote unquote, your identity politics do more harm for, than good for the LGBTQ community as you try to politicize sex and love. I like,
0: that's, like, that's more of that projecting, hey? <laughs> like, they're the ones politicizing it, and then they're like, that, oh, it's here,
1: you. Here's another one. Quotes, want to help LGBTQ people? Stop using them as political pawns and start treating them as normal people. That's Derek Nice.
0: I like that. Right? That's uh he's really <laughs> that's he's some a serious politics.
1: Real man. yeah, that's he's not poli- he's not using them as puns.
0: That's a spin job, right? So I'm there, glad
1: yeah. the Wild Rose is standing up for LGBTQ people by telling them that they're just normal people, while at the same time they're voting for measures which restrict the rights of LGBTQ people. And these restrictions mean people die through suicide due to heteronormative, oppressive stigma, behaviors, open violence against LGBTQ people, especially transgender people in the the modern uh, era. But um, murder through restricting access to HIV meds and and research is also, I think, um, we have a good system in place in Alberta right now for, I think, HIV research and medication. And I think it's just getting better. And we don't need people in power that um, just want to ignore that there's this, there's this going on well, which is what happened in the 80s with Reagan they well, just ignored the fact that there was AIDS and it just got worse and worse and worse
0: well demeanor aside and you know politicking spin job aside like i agree with what he says like he, people should stop politicizing it and just treat everyone normally but who's really but politicizing it that, the guy that he's it's... criticizing
1: was actually is actually just working in the community for lgbtq yeah. people and this guy's tweeting about it to gain political points with his fucking freaking conservative you know it's um, a good job it's a good move job people that are, are in the country like, that are like sweet i'll listen to you at six thirty, 30 chid and it sounds like you're really taking them you know f words to task and it's like you know that's who he's he's playing them you know yeah, it's he's a good spin his, job for sure I, I i think it's bad because i think cons- progressives within that party will leave the party over guys like this.
0: But honestly, I think so. And I think uh, the smart move for both the conservatives, the Wild Rose, and I guess now just the UCP, is to just... Because you know their supporters, how they feel about those kind of social issues. And you know that it'll never gain you points beyond just those fringe elements. So their only strategy is to just not talk about it at all and just leave it out there.
1: So So here, we'll bring it into more of a moderate within the party. I mean, moderate, Brian Jean... Uh, so he says he wants to balance the budget within three years. So <laughs> let's see him do that. Probably that's because like the what NDP is, says. because the NDP has already turned. As they said, they they've reduced the uh, deficit by three billion yeah. in the next few years. Well, whoever
0: uh, campaigns on a policy of unbalancing the budget, like, that doesn't happen.
1: Well, yeah, that's well, <laughs> Every, everyone no, says. That. Uh, the NDP never promised they would balance the budget. They said we're going to run a deficit. Oh, is that it's, right? It's it's, it's going to be tough.
0: Well, that's what Keynesian economics is all about, is that in the downslide of an economy, you increase government spending to totally.
1: Act. Oh, man. It's it, Keynesian economy, economics, and it worked during the Great Depression. And that's exactly what we just faced, was, was a Great Depression of our times. Yeah. When we, I looked at how many people were laid off or didn't have work. I didn't have work during that period. And during that, I kind of blamed it on myself. And I was like, oh, you know, like ending my schooling years, didn't really have tutoring jobs. But now that I look back at it, it was a direct result of... of um, you know, when people don't have money to spend on tutors, right. I don't get a job. The tu- teachers are hired during those periods. Yeah, And so um, I think this turnaround is, is huge. And I think that, like, I'm working for a private school right now, but um, I'm worried about the loss of the NDP in Alberta and what that really means for public education. Well, I think because that when the NDP huge, got elected... We need a huge investment in in infrastructure, you know, schools.
0: I think when the NDP got elected, they kind of got elected and kind of knew that this could be it. So I'm sure they've enacted as many policies as they can to try to even the playing field in their favor because they just came out of 44 years and I wouldn't be shocked one bit if
1: it goes back the other way next time. Yeah, I could see that. Well, here's another thing Brian Jean wants to do. He says uh, supposedly saving $2.6 billion... Cutting immediately 2.6 billion by reducing the size of the government, Jean said that savings would be realized through attrition, and a reduction usually used that in a military setting. Attrition, you kill off as many people on each side, and a reduction in the number of managers but he failed to give precise details on which departments and service would be trimmed.
0: Hmm, Yeah, no doubt. Mm -hmm. I wonder where the
1: biggest spending goes. Healthcare and
0: education. Yeah, right. Controlling. Don't want to talk about that. Quote
1: unquote, (laughs) controlling all costs across the public sector so we can freeze and reduce spending. This includes thinning out the ranks of managers, managing managers, managing more managers. Wow. He really. That's totally where the problem's coming. Is the manager's. It's totally. They don't have oversight on anything when you get rid of the managers.
0: Even when it was the Bears, I knew it was the managers.
1: Murphy said, or uh, sorry, Gene assured everybody that he wouldn't fire anyone. And the problem is in the Ralph Klein times, when they did slash, they just didn't rehire people when people left. And so it was a burden to the employees who were left. So while they're correct, the conservatives are correct, we need to generate funds somehow. There's a difference in opinion on how that's gonna take place. And considering um that plain Jane Andrew Sheer from Saskatchewan is is uh is leading the Conservatives federally. I can't see unless Trudeau stupidly like he's already got a few scandals under his belt and like these, it's not her. Yeah, but guy. he
0: has the Obama thing of looking pretty and talking slick.
1: Exactly, and so can see I, a can't, long way in I can't see him being unseated. Not that I like the Who, guy. Trudeau. Yeah, unless oh. Mulcair steps down.
0: Mulcair sucks, and man. If somebody cruel. else, and there's nobody else to challenge him, he, unless it was O'Leary. Or I've he's, heard he's. he's, he's
1: I've heard he might step down. Who? Trudeau. No Mulcair. Oh yeah, he sucks. He I has to it. step down. He lost. Um, he might be re- being replaced by a uh, East Indian guy. No doubt. That's yep. uh, the Canadian way. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> they're saying that it? It like he might Nancy? be. <laughs> no, no, no. I isn't, I think Nenshi is Pakistani. Yeah,
0: that guy seems on the level. Yeah, I think he is. I like how they shut down that arena proposal in Calgary. Because they're like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to leave. And it's like, no. Wish we had those.
1: You know what? <laughs> I, I I really love our our mayor, who's bought out by a big business. And you know what? I'll give the, the the, I'll estate. give uh,
0: the I've credit for yeah. is uh, he's a transpor- That's what they're calling him nowadays. <laughs> that's what the kids are calling him. Uh, he uh, was a transportation guy and talked about really uh, a- um, amping up the transportation infrastructure in the city. Uh, I live downtown, and these bike lanes he put in, great. I'm loving them. Uh, also, the train sucks, but could be getting better, and uh, the road. Bridges are finally being made and there's a new bridge being built by Shaw Conference Center and that'll be six. So I, I don't hate the guy. I'll give him that.
1: Yeah, I live Southside, so I don't really see those improvements. Is that
0: right? You already got yeah. the improvements, Southside.
1: Southside, <laughs> it's nice. You really don't have to worry about vagrants as much.
0: Hey, what's wrong with vagrants?
1: Well, they might just shovel your walk or they might break into your garage. You never know.
0: I'm a, I'm a gambler, you know? A gambler heart.
1: Down by down by White Ave, all we have is vagrants who will break into your garage if you leave it unlocked. Uh, which is really serves nice. you right, you know? It's really nice. You leave your bike out on the back patio unlocked, they'll take it. But it's just to show you, you know? Don't yeah. leave stuff unlocked My buddy, days. he
0: lives down by White Ave. He bought a really expensive bike. And... Uh parked in his garage. He had a lock that he bought that was insured in the bike if it got stolen up to like 1600 bucks. Then they put it in his garage and, and uh, didn't lock the bike and somebody just booted down his door and took it. Oh, no. It was like a flimsiest door ever. Oh, that's like, the worst.
1: Bro, what are you, what are you thinking here? That's Dude, yeah. Bike. Uh, you know, theft is a big problem in the city and I think that it's not going to be solved with more cops. I don't know, maybe like smarter policing. Maybe increase in uh, a minimum amount people get. Get? Of money. Like, mm-hmm. they get a basic minimum income. Oh, yeah. That so people a- don't have to go and rob to... I mean, there's going to be crackheads no matter yeah. what. But, I mean, I think that, like, even that would be It's That's a good idea. Limited. We should
0: do a theme episode on automation of working and its effects on society.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that, that would earlier. That a good one to do. We should do I it. had a bunch of notes on it, and I just didn't fit into our what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I'd time. like
0: to talk about it, but I think that could be an episode. It's a huge issue. Huge issue, Um,
1: I was actually talking... I'm in uh, Waldorf training this week, and... I was talking about the, um, the advancement of technology within our society and how do we balance the integration of technology and recognize that that's the future for our children, but also give them the technologies that they need to succeed is typing the way of the future? That was really what m- my big quandary is. Is or is it speech to text? Because as soon as we get rid of that, I know that interface. I remember we've unlocked it. a whole bunch. I but re- is it is it limiting us? What are we get? What are and so and so that's what we talk. Well, about typing today is a is what, a means to an end. What are we subtracting from our lives when we add new things?
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. And I remember this specifically when I was a kid, and I wasn't good at cursive handwriting. And it was like, oh my God, how will I ever survive in the future? But do
1: you know that <laughs> at, so at Waldorf, we do teach cursive yeah. and, uh, the way that your brain lights up under, um, well, this sc- seems under seems brain creative, scans I think, yeah. while you're doing cursive is a different form of thought than you can accomplish by, um, yeah. other forms of writing well, point or typing, for example, is
0: like if you teach kids, you know, to type, which is good, but teach that as if that's what's going to be the situation all the time. I think that's naive. I think uh, you know, stuff like that happens all the time. That yeah. kind of
1: switches. And up, also, so. um, another thing, not to like be like, Oh, put your kid in Waldorf, but uh this episode of New World is sponsored by Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> when you think of uh which is, you get a wooden block, you might you can pretend it's a microphone. Yeah. That would be the sponsorship we'd get. Waldorf is it teaches uh, convert, uh sorry, divergent thinking. And so what we're teaching people to do is do be artistic and and be free, free thinking, and right-brained. And what can you, what can you replace with a robot? Is left brain anything that you do left brain, meaning build walls, yeah, build cities. Sure. You can't teach the right any construction, uh, any engineering, uh, any banking now, any financial managing can all be done by AI, and yeah. it's already being replaced by AI. I was watching. We'll talk about it more in a future episode, but. Um, I mean, all of these things are being replaced by AI yeah. within w- like within our lifetimes. We'll see that. Yeah. I would say within the next 20 years, we're going to notice a marked redu- reduction in that form of the workplace. Absolutely. Right? Bl- any, anything right brain, you can replace. Peace, you're done. Somebody in a, in a third world country is cheaper and a robot might not be cheaper, but they're way more efficient.
0: Yeah. Well, as a little lead into this uh, potential episode that what happened, imagine the situation, if you will. Uh, when it comes to building tools, the most useful multi tool of all would be an android or a human shaped robot because that one tool could use every tool that already exists because every tool that exists would be built for that shape. So imagine you have a multi tool being an android and then you have your own and then ha- you have like, you know, a little robot that does everything and that's sweet. And then they obviously pro get to be it's human. It's
1: got to be a drone. Yeah, but that's it's got to be like, you have human qualities.
0: So the question becomes would you have a robot slave?
1: Um, I think we already have robot slaves, but
0: like, I'm talking like a person shaped robot slave.
1: Uh, I, I, th- I personally think that, that we already use the internet like that. Yeah. But imagine a person shaped one
0: that could go get you a beer.
1: Um, I think that I, I actually think that isn't there already like there's like robots that serve you in restaurants and stuff already.
0: Yeah. No, that well, not like that though. It's like a computer screen, not <laughs> like a, a walking around robot.
1: Hmm. To some not, an not, to some, yeah, not an android yeah definitely not an android not a c3po not an android but
0: would you have yet. an android slave hmm next time on newswire
1: <laughs> I think that we have to write up a whole robot bill of rights but yeah. I don't think it'll happen until well, wh-
0: what I think will happen is eventually there's resistance there's, they're too human like so then like we have to give these guys rights and then we give them rights and then, oh now we're theirs
1: <laughs> you know what I think that that might not be a bad idea yeah. I think AI might run. They the, might be doing better. They might than we save, <laughs> yeah. save the planet. save the planet. Maybe we're, kill a human maybe. with AI. <laughs> Replace a human with AI. Save the planet.
0: So we'll we'll do an episode on that because that's a really cool idea. Like that. Um, what else we got? Is that everything for? Or Do we want to talk outside Canada?
1: Um, yeah, we could just like just do a little rapid fire on Trump. Sure, there's we'll always lots to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Um, so tr- like, let's just go off with something very general with Trump. Is that I personally think we're going to probably get into Twitter and we're going to get into, you know, the outrageous stuff that he does. But I think the baseline of it all is that he is covering up major problems by being so outrageous. We're constantly caught in the spin cycle of Trump. Every every second day he's saying outrageous stuff at like 30 in the morning on Twitter. And he just goes off for like a page, and you can go and check it all out. And yeah. it's like it's all outrageous. It's pretty hardcore. <laughs> and it just and and then p- that's all that's on the news cycle for that day. Yeah. And it just he really has the ability bigger, to sway the news cycle. Anything that's bigger, like the economy in the states, is just c- that they're not making America great again. There's no wall being built. Um, they're not bringing jobs back home. And instead of, instead of looking at that, they, they don't even have time to look into it in the news because it's the next day he's saying like something out complete Like today he said, oh, transgender people aren't going to be allowed in the military. He's banning transgender people because of the cost that they'll that yeah. they assume it costs.
0: It is hard to stay on top of. Uh, one thing that did happen, which is a very interesting to note is just yesterday. Uh, the conservative Party or not the conservative Party. Uh, the Congress voted on whether they're going to keep talking about repealing Obamacare or not. and it was split 50 fifty fifty. Oh well, actually, it was forty nine fifty, but McCain raced in from the airport. Yeah. You know from the hospital yeah. after being just diagnosed yeah. with brain cancer to cast his vote to c- to take away health insurance for millions of people thank you john mccain true american hero
1: so brutal man true american like, hero. that's how people are going to remember him as the guy that repealed well no Obama's it goes
0: one american even yeah. f- one step further because it he was the tying vote so it's 50 50 and then vice president pence yeah is well, the t- uh, the tie that's happened on vote.
1: almost every piece of legislation when they passed it through the lower house yeah. they had to do that i don't
0: think history will be kind on mike pence
1: uh, I don't think a lot of those Republicans are going to get <laughs> reelected. You know what uh, the Speaker um, Jack Patrash, said today? What's that? He's he's from the states. He's from Washington D.C. He said, "You know, the only people in the Republican Party that voted against that bill Who? were women." There was the when you in look the at Republican the, Party when you look at the senators that voted against it. Well, they voted because they were the only. He said, "We have a we have um, a government full of people without chests." without hearts. Yeah. And he said there there's nobody in that Republican party that were voting with their heart. They're definitely not engaging that part of their body. Well, you know what they're and, really voting and with? And that's why the women were and he said like as a as when you when you are more feminine you care more. And that part of that is when you look at the like you can look at the gender breakdowns. The three there's three women I think. Well, they
0: said that they passed it without any democratic support, so it was 100% Republicans. All the Democrats voted against it. Well, the
1: Republicans it. control all. The, yeah, the but house. The, all the Democrats oh. voted
0: against it. Some of the Republicans voted against it, but uh, you know they're not voting with their heart. They're vo- voting with their wallet because this is health care and this is money. I, it's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, but I think that it's it, it's telling that they know that it's it's money, but it's also a lot of people's lives. Like they they've done the the breakdowns. Yeah, how but many people are people's gonna die lives are going to be
0: died later, and money's going to be made now. So.
1: I think I think they make more money. It seems like they make more money with Obamacare because everybody—it's still not public like we have in Canada. It's like everybody is just forced into buying healthcare. Yeah, that was all that it was happening. Remember
0: though that when they repeal, like it just seems like ridiculous that they're it, trying to repeal it. And I don't honestly I don't even know it'll pass. But if they do and they try to put through a new legislation, it's going to be even <laughs> better for a medicine, big big medicine. Like it's not getting worse; it's getting better. It,
1: it was pretty funny. I was watching a Democratic um, candidate talk about the uh, the bill, and he said. The Republicans, they're just trying to make more money, and us Democrats, we're just trying to kill people. Or so, no, we're just we're not trying to kill Other people. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, what? That's so weird. Like he just totally said like, they're 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 both parties aren't there to like help people in any way. I think at least Obamacare brought down people's premiums. There's countless stories of, of people that have with severe disabilities that were able to get out of their ho- houses and like go out and work and like can have productive lives and contribute to the economy because of the help they got from Obamacare. Yeah. Because their premiums went down. And so basically what happened is they just made everybody buy into healthcare. And when everybody buys into it, everybody's premium the people that are extreme, their premium goes down, and the people that are have no risk, their premium is is just a base rate. Yeah, Theirs isn't, doesn't really go up. That's pretty communist it, talk. There, it being. stays. <laughs> and that seems like a very corporate, you know. It's not a very because it's still through private insurance companies. Yeah. It's it's not through the government. Well, the, US the government doesn't... just just in, it just makes the law, and that's a pretty common thing to understand yeah. in a conservative mindset that government is there to make law. Um, they're not there to like make taxes and um, implement like social stuff like um be- like LGBTQ rights and stuff. And yes, they would say that they wouldn't be there to do that. But well, they would agree. say that they would say that they're there to to change law, you know, banking law, that kind of stuff.
0: Unfortunately, politics and law and society over often overlap, and that's the issue. Uh, other thing going on in the Trump S- uh, Sean Spicer shouty spice.
1: <laughs> shouty spicy <laughs> shouty spice. he's out but hiding in the bushes he's out and uh oh, i can't believe that oh and this big douchebag what's his name oh man he's skarmaguchi skaramucci, skaramucci. He's, yeah. he is Scaramucci. He is a piece of work did you see him did you see yeah his well i saw opening? he's
0: a he's a hair and makeup guy he's a trump guy
1: oh he's such a trump guy i guess he's he donated so guy. much money to the party and yeah. like that was why well, he's he made...
0: it was originally from what i saw very opposed to trump but weasled his way like everybody. In. i <laughs> like how uh Seth Myers described him a human pinky ring. <laughs> dude, that guy's, he's like,
1: he, he basically, he just shouted down reporters and like in a nice way, like smiling and like all oh, this like New York, New York talk. Yeah, it'll be all good. That guy's a schmoozer and uh, is going to be a, lot, a of ma- lot of material coming out. And I that. think that, I don't know, I think it'll just, I think maybe it'll just be boring because it'll just be this dude being like, it's all good. Yeah. We're Aye. not talking about it. Aye. And Sean you know, Spicer's like, Mr. Trudeau. Spicy,
0: <laughs> yeah. you know, he was at least uh, somewhat professional. Uh, the interesting, you know what? You know how they say that politics is all Hollywood for ugly people? Man, is that ever becoming true?
1: <laughs> I don't know. We got uh, old Justin. Yeah, cover of Rolling Stone magazine. You see that? Oh, I wish he could be our president. Yeah. That's man, pretty. He's rich. the new Obama. That's, that's pretty the rich, He's the new man. Obama. It's, is true. I like it. Same playbook, same thing. Although you know so. what, yeah, I don't know same playbook because he's doing the exact same thing. I mean, he's got the same liberals in power that were in power with Kritian. Yeah. I stay. You know, he's got people in his ministry that were in Chrétien's yeah. ministry. Oh yeah, that were that went down with the ship, and like because they went down with the ship, like Joe Flaherty. Yeah. It, for example, is one of them. He's those got a. He's got a few of those guys.
0: City, city boys. I'm always. A and and so
1: what, man? What he's doing right now is selling off all the airports. He's selling off all the public infrastructure to make quick cash, so that they can buy new infrastructure. And but they'll invest it in private firms to accomplish this. All right.
0: We're getting to the topic of a
1: new episode here. Yeah, that's true. All
0: right. From NewsWired, I am your man, Free. Uh, I don't really know about that. <laughs> we are live here from the air quote Studio on gradio.ca. We'll be back, hopefully, next week. We've taken a couple weeks off. It's summer. We're uh, we're doing our thing. Uh, hopefully, be back next week. If not, we'll be back soon. B, thanks for joining me here tonight.
1: Thank you. Great
0: to be back. We'll be back. Talk to you guys later. Uh, we're going into a show here in a couple minutes called Cups and Cakes. Made by my friend, my man, Jeff. He's a good guy. Uh, puts on a really killer show, so I recommend you check You stick around and check that out. All right, everybody. Have a good night.